a little secret. I do these little intros after I record the show. And if you see a tear in my eye, it's because this show is amazing. Mike Jones is next. And the heat is on. Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations. They are one of the highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation, and they will make a difference for you and your team. You can check them out online at therubygroup.sandler.com. And speaking of Sandler Training and the Ruby Group, I am just overwhelmingly excited uh, to introduce you to the owner of the Ruby Group. He is also an author, a highly sought after public and keynote speaker, and one of the flat out most inspiring people you will ever meet. I am proud to know him, proud to call him friend, and excited to introduce you to Mike Jones. Welcome to Purpose Under Thanks Pressure. Thanks for having me. It's always a, always a pleasure talking with like-minded people. Man, you know what? I'm like-minded because I know you. I don't know that I would have been like-minded as much as you think, maybe inside, but I've known you for a while and you've built things uh, up inside of me and you've made me understand some things and realize some things about myself. And, and I appreciate yeah, and I, that. I appreciate so, that. It, it's amazing how transformative it is and refreshing it is when you meet people in your journey in life that just share common principles and themes and, work ethic and thought processes. It's all like, it's validating for everybody, you know? And, and it's super important. It is, and you have to realize it. And that's one of the things I wanted to mention. So I, I, I'm so I'm also extremely thrilled that Ruby Group is a sponsor of Purpose yeah. Under Pressure, a, par a partner is what I should say, because I remember coming to you when I started this podcast, this is now the second season of the show. And I came to you and I said, Mike, I don't want sponsors. I don't want to sell this thing. I don't want to let anybody else be this. I want you to be my partner. And the reason I wanted you to be the partner is because I don't need, I don't need money for this. I need what you believe in, which is everything this show is about, is that people have a purpose. They're trying to accomplish great things for themselves or for their family or for their business uh, or for others. And things get in the way and it's hard. And you and your organization are all about making those things come true throughout the, the, the hard hurdles and overcoming those objections and things of that sort. And, and uh, you guys just bleed this purpose under pressure stuff. Is that from you? Is that part of Sandler? Where does I, that come it, from? It's from our team, right? It's from our people. Now, I certainly would like to, to think that I have a part of that, right? Um, one of the things that my dad told me growing up and, and my brothers as well is if you surround yourself with, with like-minded thinkers and, and people that are transparent and they have intellectual humility and they're not afraid to talk about shortcomings or failures, you start to realize that, man, this world's a mess and we're all in it together. And, and, and the more that we can latch onto each other and help each other, I, I think the better everyone off is. We don't have to go on this journey alone. You know, in all the episodes that I've done, that's the first time I've heard that the way to overcome the pressure is to bring other people in. Don't we, is that what we do? Do we, we just try to take care of things when it gets hard, we just buckle up and, and force everybody else out and try to bust through. Is that we the do. problem? We see that a lot. 
you know, because it, it creates an element of fear in people. And for the most part, human beings reaction to fear is to just stop. It's to stop and it's to assess. And what happens is they stop and they assess way too long, you know, and, and they try to think their way into the right kinds of activities. But the opposite is true. We have to act our way into the right kind of thinking. And, and that's hard to do because, because we're afraid, we're unsure, we're uncertain, and, and that always causes a trepidation in people. And, and if you look, like I'm a big reader of autobiographies and biographies of people, in particular people that I know have overcome a hardship, and the constant theme within those readings is they all go through some crap in their life. However, they all keep moving. And it's an outward focused into the hearts and lives of people that, that help them and, and push them through. Most people, you know, from my side of the fence doing what I do, and I'm privy to a lot of, of companies and cultures and the lives of the people in it, we tend to look out the window when things are, are not good, meaning we, we look outside of ourselves and we start to blame things outside of ourselves. And when we, when we look in the mirror instead, when we look inward on things that we can control and that we can change, it not only helps us to become grounded in our course of action, but, but it helps us to extend a hand to others that we see going through the same thing and to let them know that there's people in their lives that can help them on this journey. And, and I think when you create that transparent collaboration with other people, man, it just makes things so much easier and, and less stressful along the path. So I'm interested. You have dealt with, I mean, how many people have you talked with? Yeah, right? Hundreds, thousands, right? Literally. That you've, yeah, thousands. Okay. What, what's the commonality? You talk about being grounded and helping others. And, and when you talk with people, they have to want it, right? For you to help them, Correct. they have to want it, which is kind of yeah. what purpose is. What, what's the commonality for the people that you're able to help? Can I, what is their overall purpose typically? You know, their overall purpose, I think, is to, just be on a self-fulfilling journey. And that's, that's not a selfish thing because a lot of times it, I noticed that it's selfless and it's, it's amazing to me, Brian, it is staggering to me to look at organizations where every employee has access to the same resources, yet you consistently hmm. see people that perform below average people that perform average and people that perform above average. What's the ratio there? Do you think typically it's, it's probably 60% average, 20 below 20 above. That's a, that's okay. a safe okay. rule of thumb. So it's a perfect you know? bell curve. Yeah. yeah and just and if guess. you look okay. for the commonalities, what are the consistent traits in people that perform above average? It's determination, it's grit and it's perseverance all the time. It's those three aspects. Why? What, what do they have that the other 80% don't? Uh, the right thought process. It's just thought process. It's not skill it's or not, anything like that. It's, it's not. It's an element of ownership of their outcome that other people either want to delegate or abdicate or don't want to take 
control of because now there's somewhere else to put blame. Right. And, and, and if you look at people and, and this is a hard topic, it's a touchy topic. If you look at people that play the victim mentality beneath everything, they do it because they don't have to take ownership. It's somebody else that's being the persecutor. And, and when people can take ownership, which is hard to do, now there's a level of accountability that other people don't have that, that the winners embrace with their grit, determination, and, per, and, and perseverance. This is fascinating to me. The, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the people in the room, and let's, let's pretend there's four of them. One of them is an overachiever, two are just doing average, and one's an underachiever. Do they all want the same things? I think deep down inside, they all want the same thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think it, and that's it is sad. sad, but they all don't want to do the same thing. Why? Because it's uncomfortable, right? And yeah, they just don't know they can do it, right? They don't. They don't believe that that they can do it. So how do you help them believe? Because it's, well, actually, let me ask it this way. Is your job easier with the 20% that's already overachieving to take them to even higher lengths? Or is your job, can you make a better impact on the middle or even the lower? Where can you really hit the low-hanging fruit? It's with people that overachieve because they take risks. They're not afraid to wow. try new things. They ask for help. They're enthusiastic. Um, they're not prideful people. They're not, um, arrogant people. Um, they're helpers, they're learners, right? Um, also a big chunk of that middle group because that middle group, my belief is there's two types of people in that middle group and let's just call them campers, right? To, to, to put a term to it. I think there's a type of camper that believes that things are good for them. And they become complacent in this area. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And they're just camping out. And life is good. Just let me do my thing. All right. And, and, and I get it. And, and I'm not judging people that, that are like that. Mm-hmm. No. There's also a group of campers that are in the middle that camp out because they're not quite sure how to get to the level that they know they could be getting to. So they're, they're waiting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're waiting for some someone to come by and help them. They're waiting to see, to figure out how to get to the next level. So when we can go in and, and identify those people, we can, we can pull them to that upper category a lot faster than the people that don't want to even be there or, or, or people that are underperforming. So it, it, it's a complicated mess, but when you deal with enough people, as you probably know, the ones that want it, and like you said, they have to want it, are, are the ones that you tend to identify quickly and, and hook your wagon to. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. And 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 they're the ones that it's out easier. It's almost like it's a, it, it's the easy path, right? We sellers, I always said the sale, sellers like to take the easy route. We, we, we want people to say, yes, yeah. as easy as possible. You know, we don't, we don't want right. to do the hard work. We want to, and yet you have to realize that, that some of the best opportunity is yeah. fighting you a little bit and you've got to work on that. So help me understand then, 
uh, I love this topic because it's helping people. I think that's my purpose. I love when people are better because they've met me or listened to the show or whatever it might be. If someone's sitting there as, and thinks that maybe they're a camper and some highly successful people think they're campers, right? They, they just don't even think they're getting anything done. How do you get them off the ledge a little bit? What What are some things that people can be thinking about to help them realize that they can accomplish these things? They can overcome the pressure. It's in them. What would you say to some of these people that aren't just quite sure what to do or don't realize they have that inside? Well, I, and this may be a little bit cliche-ish. Um, I, I believe it starts with goals. It's Okay. No, I don't think that's cliche-ish at all. We don't hard. do it right. It's very hard, if not impossible, to coach people or lead people that don't have goals. Okay? And a lot of times, people don't set goals because of the work required to achieve them, the accountability required, the transparency that is required. And we get hung up on this word fear, right? I, mm. I believe that it is impossible, almost impossible to be fearless, meaning I have no fear. Now, if I'm in growth mode and I want next level attainment, Having fear about things is a byproduct. It's going to happen. Why? Because there's uncertainty, because we've never been there. What I do believe wholeheartedly in is being courageous, which is acting in spite of, of having fear. And one of the things that people get hung up on is being, being courageous is an approach. It's not a quality. And when we look at it as a quality, we tend to black and white this thing. I have it or I don't. And so I like to encourage people, be courageous, embrace the fear. We're going to have it. We all have it. But you have to acknowledge it and just do it anyway and, and approach the situation with some courage and, and keep the fear in the background. And don't, don't let that keep people grounded and stifled, right? Don't, don't let fear be the trigger for inaction. That's, that's not the right way to approach it. Where did you learn <sighs> this? Reading people, um, just over time, you know, 20, have you I've ever been, been afraid? afraid many times, right? I've been afraid Tell me about many it. times. Tell me about it. Um, the last time that I was really afraid and I mean, like, earth-shattering, crippling, afraid was in April of 2020. So here in the state of Ohio, the governor um, shuts down the state right around March 13 or 14th. And um, being in the people business, in the training business, where groups of people come together, we couldn't do that anymore. And a lot of organizations that we worked with, that's one of the first things they cut. My people can't attend training, we're, we're cutting it out of the budget. Um, to the point where at the end of April 2020, compared to April of 2019, we were down 70% in revenue, right? Now, wow. I've got a team of 15. There's 14 other families that are going to be affected by this. And, and as the leader of the company, when all eyes tend to get put on you during conflict, it was a difficult time. You know, it was kind of like, as a kid, when the, when the tornado warning came across the TV screen, you weren't necessarily focused on the tornado. You, you looked at mom and dad to see how they were going to react. And, and so, so that was a moment 
of just utter afraidness and, and, and being fearful. And what we tend to do in those moments is we tend to lose sight of our base. We lose sight of the simplistic morals and values that got us to where we're at. And we tend to get creative. We got hit with a big event. So it's natural to believe it's a big scenario that's going to get me out of it. When in reality, it's the little things that we have to just get back to you know, and just be uh, grounded in those principles that got us to where we're at. So in other words, what you just said, I never thought of it that way. It wasn't that. So actually, creativity, you always think is a great thing. But in this situation, we're trying to fake our way out of something that we've we've overcome before. And now we've got to try to think of something new. And you're saying, no, when the chips are down, go back to what's worked. It's something you've done before. Why should you be afraid of something you've done before? Yeah, is that kind of what you're is. saying? You know, I I, oh, I wow. think there's an underlying set of of principles and rules, and I, I'm 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 going to guess that our our listeners today would agree with this that are life sustaining. They never leave us, and and those are the ones that we have to latch on to in times of pressure, in times of conflict, in times of aloneness. And, and when we're scared, and I don't think that those are attributes or, or guiding light scenarios that we have to hide from other people. We have to, we have to pull our teams around us during those moments and, and sort of recalibrate what it is we're doing in order to get through those moments. And so what did you do? I behaved my way out of it. And I know what that means, but explain that to others. Fear is crippling and it causes people to not act and we can't do that. So the goals that we set as a company, the strategies that we incorporated as a company, the timelines shortened. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. I'm a big fan of goal setting. I'm a big fan of strategic initiatives. I'm a big fan of vision casting. And many times when we do that, um, we'll do it in a 12-month chunk, right? So what do we want to accomplish this year? Well, a long time ago, we broke that down into quarters. F forget this 12-month gap. Let's do quarterly initiatives. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when COVID hit, we had to then take it down to daily. What do we want to accomplish yeah. today? Let's not worry about tomorrow or next week or next month, but what are we going to accomplish today? What's our strategy today? And what is our goal for the day behaviorally? And that gave us extreme clarity through all the dust and smoke that we were in. And those little days of victory, well, lo and behold, they add up to a week of victory and then a month of victory and then a quarter of victory. So when we can take it and chunk it down and just focus on today, things become more palatable in relation to the mission that we're trying to accomplish. And so when you were saying that, I was picturing this train starting from zero, slowly yeah. churning day to day, week to week, month to month, pretty soon you're going full steam. I, I, I remind myself that you mentioned as soon as the chips got down and I talk about purpose under pressure, you kind of shared to me what your purpose was. Immediately you thought about your 15 team members and their meals that evening right? Taking care of their family. That's what you cared about. I didn't hear how am I going to keep my business? How am I going to hit my goals? How am I? You cared about your people. I think you care about people. And so I'm interested now through the pressure. Now the train's rolling. 
how's how's it going now? Are the people rocking? Is is everything like? Are you guys now? Are you focused more daily? What's the benefit out of all that pressure that you went through? What's the diamond that that pressure created belief in that time? In ourselves, belief in ourselves as individuals, um, belief in ourselves as a cohesive team, right? And I think what we've learned is is when when we lean on each other, we we conform as a team and we conform to each other, right? When we tend to look and lean on ourselves, then we become uh, not selfish, but focused in an area that that isn't productive on the grand scheme of things. You know, we learned a lot of lessons in COVID. We learned as a team that that we can win no matter what. We learned that if we stay grounded in what our mission is here at the Ruby Group, that we can overcome obstacles. We learned that we had attributes in ourselves that we didn't even realize we had until things got tough. And I think that's the beauty of this journey of life, right? It, it's not about... It's not about having control of what happens on the outside. It's about taking control of what we are on the inside and making internal choices and internal shifts in order to get the external objectives that we're after met. And I think that's such a powerful aspect for for a, a family, and I'll consider us a family here, to, to go through. Everybody's cool when things are good. But when they're not good, yeah. man, that's when our true character comes out and our true ability is at stake. And that was so uplifting to be able to go through that journey together. So now what's next? What are you afraid of next? The world's kind of wacky right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone does. Um, are you afraid of anything moving forward? And what should people be thinking if, if times get a little bit tougher here moving forward? I'm not necessarily afraid of anything that I'm forecasting that's going to come. Um, but yeah. what we can't lose sight of is there's nothing wrong with shuffling the deck, right? Let's not change the goal. And I think a lot of times when people are falling behind or they're under pressure or things aren't happening the way that they want them to, to happen, the first thing they want to do is they want to change the goal, the thing that they don't have any control over. What they need to change is their behavior and their attitude about the goal, right? Things they need to shift behaviorally, an attitude principle that I need to tweak, uh, a focus that I had that was a 30-day focus might need to be an eight-hour focus. So it's, it's just creating a different path to the end result that we need to be very good at and very agile with, um, you know, when these things happen. And, and, you know, you probably hear a lot of buzz about the economy, you know, a recession's coming, things are going to happen in the future. Well, things happened two years ago. Things happened in, mm -hmm. and two years before and in that, 2008. And, 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 and if you read books from the 1980s, Zig Ziglar's talking about all the pressure and all the, <laughs> yeah. the world's going to, I mean, it, it just never does. quits, does it? The pressure doesn't, doesn't take a break. It keeps going. You know what? But but pressure's good. We have to look at pressure as a gift. It means things are expected of us, and that's a good spot to be in. Yeah. And so I, the last question I want to ask you, and I'm really interested in your thought on this, purpose and pressure. 
Which is stronger? Is the pressure ever too much or is the purpose ever too much? Is there a balance there? Where, where's my strength lie and, and what's my biggest problem in trying to overcome this? I think if I'm going to put a strength on purpose or pressure, it's, yeah. it's definitely yeah. purpose. Be- because our purpose that. sets our priorities. But man, we it, don't believe that, do we? That pressure just seems strong. And, and it causes us to question our purpose. And that's okay. Because when we question our purpose, that is a self-actualization moment to further define, tighten, and believe with conviction in our purpose. Mike Jones with the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training. Mike, I'm going to give you a quick testimonial here. You and your team have changed me. I think you know it. And so I don't think that comes out of, uh, and yeah, I think you know it not just because I've said it a few times, but I think yeah. you can see it yeah. in me. I didn't think I needed you. I'm a 30 some odd year professional in sales. And man, I thought I had it all figured out. Man, was I wrong. And if there are salespeople out there or organizations uh, that are trying to accomplish something and they don't even know they're stuck, I'm going to, I'm going to assume, I'm going to tell those people to call you. If you know you're stuck, yeah. that's an easy call right now. You, I, this, this show just now, if they heard it, they're calling you right now. Yeah, the phone right. ringing. If you don't think you're stuck, I'm going to tell you to call Mike Jones in the Ruby group, because I'm going to tell you what, if you're that guy that thinks it's getting done right, you've probably got all kinds of potential. And Mike, that's what you brought out of me. And I can't Excellent. thank you enough for that, for opening well, my eyes. We to appreciate that. Brian, iron sharpens iron. So as you learn from us, we certainly learn from you and we certainly appreciate and support everything that you're doing for the betterment of all of us. So thank you. That's Mike Jones. Mike, how do people reach out to you? I hope that they will. I know that they will. If you even have time to help them, would you like them to talk to you? Sure. And how they can reach they do me so? at um, mike.jones at sandler.com. They can certainly go to our website, therubygroup.sandler.com, or they're more than welcome to call me in my office at 330-926-9924. That's a legend, folks. That's Mike Jones. Thank you, Mike Jones, for being a part and being a, a guest on our show and for being a partner in the Purpose Under Pressure podcast. I am so thrilled to have you on this show and I, I hope we do it again. And if not, I want all the other team members to do it as well because they're just as, as exciting as you. So You're thank very you, welcome. Mike. Thank you. Mike's the guest on Purpose Under Pressure. Mike Jones It's brought to you by him and his team at the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training. Sellers, as I just said, are under pressure to perform. Sandler and the Ruby Group helps you to succeed on purpose. on the rule only decision makers can get other people to make decisions each and every day we have a decision to make also when we're with buyers in our sales process we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction and if i'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments then when i'm with buyers i expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process so first and foremost i have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. This is Purpose Under Pressure. You'll find all past episodes at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcast. Then we do this every week and we will see you next time on Purpose. 